0: to
1: show you how.
0: hello and welcome to build your own funnel the podcast where we inbound marketers teach you remodelers how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel on this podcast we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co host Malachi price builder funnels inbound marketing consultant. And today I am joined by builder funnel president and co host Danielle Russell and our junior marketing consultant and DJ Matt Ehrlich. okay today we have a special guest um someone who's been on the show before he is here to talk about facebook ads how how to uh generate leads from facebook ads how we did it for the a, a specific client that we are going to talk about today um tyler Go ahead and just give us an overview of who you are, what you do at Builder Funnel, and what you're drinking today.
1: Hey, I'm Tyler. I've been at Builder Funnel, I believe, approaching three years here. I'm a digital marketing strategist, if I haven't said that already. I just help home builders and remodelers grow through strategic digital marketing. And that's just basically what I've been doing for about the past year and a half. I've been, I just got a new client and yeah, so it's just coming up with the strategy on how we can improve their online presence and generate them more leads. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. And I am drinking, I'm just actually finishing it up. It's called Element Tea. if you have heard of it, orange flavored. It's like salt and what's the hot electrolytes? Electrolytes, because I'm training for a marathon. So I got to make sure I'm getting enough electrolytes and salt in. So that's what I'm just finishing up right now.
0: I, I've never talked to anyone who felt that they needed more salt in their diet. That's a new one for me.
1: So I think there's a misconception in society and health with the amount of salt that you should be consuming. So yeah, like I just I've heard they've been on a lot of podcasts where they're sponsored, and once I started following them, I I just bought my first shipment from them, and then I started following them a little bit, and I hear. They share some blog topics and different stuff like that, something similar that we do with inbound marketing. And they just share a lot of knowledge and information about the health and organization and all that, that they say what the recommended dosage is. And what the recommended dosage is, is especially for athletes and people that are excreting a lot of sweat, they're you're, they're you're going through a lot of salt at the same time. So they say that what they say, the recommended is like, The health organizations will say around 3 grams, I believe it is, or something like that, and what they say is around 5, so yeah. yeah, Wow. Mm -hmm. You heard it here
0: first. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. You need
1: more salt. Yes, and electrolytes if you're training.
0: (laughs) And electrolytes. Danny, what are you drinking today?
2: So glad you asked. I picked a bubbly that matches my shirt. So it is raspberry. I know. Yep. And here's the little
0: Oh, nice! love that sound. Nice.
2: Thank you. Everybody's bragging about their mics as we're warming up for this episode. (laughs) Thought I'd show mine off, too.
0: Beautiful. Matt, what are you drinking today?
2: I am drinking Ghost Energy. This was yes. one of those. Let's we go! The, yeah, went to the store <laughs> one day, was like, I like the packaging, picked it up, and I've just been, I think it's like the only energy drink I drink now. The flavors are great, and I usually, before I work out, drink one and feel like I get oh, yeah. a better workout from it.
1: Love Sweet. to hear it.
0: By the way, for our audience, at the time of us recording, it is Matt's two-year Builder Funnel anniversary. Matt, can you please do like an uh, like an applause sound effect for yourself? Or something like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh that's
0: how I feel <laughs> I think that's good.
1: Yeah. Heavenly. Today I am drinking.
0: Um so I finally did I, I got the like big ass like one of those bottles that have like the entirety of what you need to drink in a day. I've always suspected that I drink maybe too much water. Um, and now I've tested this. I drank a whole one of these, which is I think a half gallon um, by 1 p.m. yesterday. Uh, Good for I you. That's not a bad
1: thing. I'll Tyler, you terrible. know these
0: kinds of things. Is, is it okay to have too much water? Is that a thing? No.
1: <laughs> it's like moderation. I've heard that you're supposed to have... Eight ounces for the first eight or ten out hours of the, of your day, but I mean, like when you get to the point of too much water, that's when, like, the numbers are really high. I don't think having like a gallon of water a day is anywhere close to too much. So you're probably right around a gallon.
0: Hell yeah! So I'm drinking enough water. I just need more salt.
1: Yes. Okay. If you're working out, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Or my element Not an Let's- ad
0: we're not sponsored <laughs> um tyler let's talk about marketing let's talk okay. about this this uh this home builder that you helped <laughs> get 233 facebook leads let's start by what what was the challenge that you were tackling with this campaign i feel like the answer is probably very simple <laughs> but i want to hear it from the horse's mouth
1: yeah i feel like you know what the problem was and what we were trying to solve we had this client for about two years and one issue that they were struggling with is they didn't get enough leads that were ready to buy and in a sense these facebook leads aren't necessarily going to be the ones that are there but they're going to be more middle of the funnel compared to a lot of the top of the funnel leads that we had been generating throughout the two years that they were working with us we generated a lot of leads i did i was on the podcast before and we talked about them where we generated a lot of the top of the funnel leads. So we wanted to go a little bit more lower and middle of the funnel leads. And one of the strategies that we added to their implementation and monthly deliverables was adding Facebook campaigns or Facebook ads so we could generate more of those middle of the funnel leads for our premium content campaigns that we've built up over the few years that they've been working with us. Let's
0: talk. Let's go into our glossary real quick. We've definitely uh, talked about this before on the podcast. But when you say top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottle of bottom of the funnel, what, what do you actually
1: mean by that? So it's just the, I guess you could say, eagerness or readiness of the potential customer, and if they're ready to buy. So a lot of people are in the browsing stage, and that's where the majority of the Usually audience is, they're doing some research, they're going around trying to find out different, maybe they're doing research on cost, different research on different builders that they could hire out when they do have the time or when they do have the money. And usually this is probably a long process for customers to actually pull the trigger, say for a kitchen remodel, building a custom home. A lot of the times they're doing a lot of the research. So what we what we heard here from Spencer is that 96% of the people are not actively ready to buy right now. So that's what top of the funnel is. Middle of the funnel would just be people that are a little bit more ready. Maybe they've moved down, they've done the research and they might be ready to start talking. And then bottom of the funnel would be the people that are actually actively ready to buy their custom home, model their kitchen, bathroom, whatever it might be. Those are the people that are actively ready. Right.
0: And and just to reiterate, um ninety-six percent of people you said are more top of the funnel, which mm-hmm. means that they're probably not ready to buy. So mm-hmm. what we're looking for here, what we're talking about today, is bottom of the funnel leads people who are more ready to buy. Some this is a more kind of urgent thing, like a we need leads now kind of situation,
1: right? For the specific client, so he doesn't like to classify leads as just anyone that comes in through the door because that's not like he likes to classify leads as like paying customer. So get into terminology straight here. When I say leads, just basically anyone that comes in through the door and man, I always forget what the question is. I just start talking. You um, never listen <laughs> to me, Tyler. never listen yeah. to my talk.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So we were just trying to get more people that are lower on the funnel that are maybe act have actually actively done some research. And I feel like downloading a cost guide and showing up on Facebook, they might be more ready to actually um, be buying or doing more. They've already done some research.
0: Right. Cool. So yeah, we were talking about, you said we were talking about top of the funnel leads. Last time you were on the podcast, we were mm-hmm. probably talking about Google ads, I presume, right?
1: No, nope. no, nope. no. Google ads is bottom of the funnel.
0: Oh,
2: well, yes. Uh, Wasn't it AI let were
1: talking about? So I've been on the podcast a couple of times. The last time I was on what we did talk about AI, the time before that, I believe, was for this client. And it was us generate. You can click at the top there in the background section. There's a link. The, what we were talking about is that we increased the client's traffic quite significantly, and we just... I don't think we really, maybe we did touch a little bit on it, the amount of leads that we were able to generate for them, but it was just the amount of organic traffic that we were able to generate for this client and just like improve over the years is basically what we talked about. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Thank you for correcting me. I need that Mm -hmm. sometimes. The um The coffee that I have over here doesn't actually have caffeine in it, so I don't get that benefit. Yeah.
1: Mr. Decaf.
0: Let's talk about... Let's talk about the actual implementation of the strategy. So we were creating Facebook ads. What do they look like? Let's get more granular about it.
1: Yeah, it would be a lot easier to show you. But what I can say is when you set up a Facebook ad, there's a couple different options that you can go through when you're first creating your campaign. And basically, what you have to decide what you want to be doing with your Facebook ad what's what's the actual goal of your campaign is it to just reach a wide audience is it to get a lot of website clicks to your website maybe it's to a blog or something like that or are you trying to generate a lot of leads in this scenario we're trying to generate leads middle of the funnel so what we got to do we got to create a lead campaign and there's other campaigns that i just mentioned so what we first did was create a lead campaign and then you got to go through all the steps in creating a Facebook ad and making sure you got your targeting right and making sure that you got all the demographics, your placements. And then what you end up doing is once you get to the creative aspect of it, then you're able to create the different creatives. So what the creative is, is what's going to end up showing up on, say, Facebook or Instagram. Those are the places that we advertised on. I, I don't like to advertise on Facebook Messenger. It just doesn't seem to work well. And then there's a lot of other placements that I don't like to include Um, Just because you don't see a good ROI there. So it's just including the ones that I find have the best ROI. And then once you're at the creative level, it's inputting the best data possible to try and get people to click through and actually convert into a lead. So it's including high quality pictures, it's including good headlines that make people want to click through, it's including good descriptions and primary text within the ad and making sure that people are reading it. People are wanting to learn about what you're actually say offering for in this scenario, we're trying to get them to click through and go onto our custom home cost guide, along with our whole home renovation cost guide. So it's basically trying to create copy. That's going to be captivating to get people to stop, click through and fill out the lead form on our website page. Money. Let, let's
0: talk about the copy a little bit more. What what does that? Um, and you can just pull it up too if you want. The our listeners obviously won't be able to see it, but I would love to just like go through the copy of it. Maybe we can even just replace some of the specifics of the client with just more general
1: verbiage. Yeah. So, so one thing that I learned a while ago when I'm creating different, say headlines is one thing that you want to include in your like headlines or whatever you're doing is you want to include power words and what power words are just like those word power i think there's like power negative words and positive words and then like numbers at the same time and it's just making sure that you're trying to make it clickable and that someone actually wants to go through and actually click it so and like making sure that there's urgency within it and when i look at some of these i might not see some of them but they're at the same time when you are like including a power word i'm trying to think of a good power word like ultimate or um extensive might be a bad one but there's a lot of different types of power words that you want to include that can get grab people's attention and make them want to click through so yeah that's something and then it's just at the same time showing exactly what it is and making sure that if someone like sees it, they know exactly what they're going to be clicking through on and making sure that they know what they're going to be going to and you're targeting the right people. So it's like if you if you say something that's completely not related to it and they click through, they're going to be in the wrong place and they're not going to want to convert. So it's making sure that what your headline is, is going to be cohesive with the page that you're bringing them to. Let's talk about the headlines, do you mind if I just read a few off because
0: I I think our listeners would love to hear them. Okay, go for it. So we have a few examples here and and you you can just um, by the time that this episode is live, you should be able to just read this case study that we're talking about. Um, So a few examples of headlines we have for this ad download our Toronto custom home cost guide and there's a little dollar sign emoji. build your dream home
1: what. Got to include the emojis uh,
0: yeah actually uh, does <laughs> actually increase for sure <laughs> build your dream home exclamation point toronto home custom home cost guide planning a custom home question mark get our toronto cost guide i want to dwell on this one for a second the reason i really like this one is because it grabs attention by by uh kind of putting out the the problem statement by addressing mm-hmm. what the pain point is for them mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is that They're planning a custom home, which is a very complicated, difficult thing. Um, and then having the get our Toronto cost guide, that's our, that's our call to action and us telling them, here's your value. Here's the reason you want to click on this. So being vague in this kind of situation doesn't help. No one wants to click on it because they don't know what they're getting. Whereas right Mm -hmm. here, we are telling them here is a cost guide. Click here to get the cost guide. It's Mm -hmm. actionable and that's what makes stuff like this work.
1: Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so, one thing that's interesting that I do want to say, I don't I don't know why, but with our current inbound marketing efforts, we get a lot more so they so they're a custom home builder and whole home renovator and we get a lot more downloads through our renovation cost guide as opposed to custom home cost guide. So mm-hmm. I was really surprised with the results here because the custom home uh, ad, Facebook ad performed a lot better than the whole home renovation. So I don't know if it's just that the people that are downloading it organically are maybe just looking for a a kitchen or a bathroom renovation as opposed Mm -hmm. to a whole home renovation, because what you would see if I went to our whole home renovation cost guide Those are the keywords that we're using. We're not using, say, kitchen renovation or bathroom renovation. It's whole home. So that's just something that I thought about, and that's something that's on top of what you're currently saying. We're calling out exactly what it is. So this is custom home. So people are knowing exactly what it is, plan your custom home, whereas the other one would be plan your whole home renovation. I don't know if that's exactly what I use, but, yeah, that's just the thought I had. Quick digression
0: that that made me think of. Maybe it goes Mm -hmm. without saying, but there are more leads for remodeling and renovating than there are for custom homes because it's just a much bigger project um Mm -hmm. so even we have a lot of clients who are custom home builders mainly like we're talking about here but they also do renovations and because there's just a bigger audience for that they tend to get more conversions on remodeling related content as opposed to their their um bread and butter which is the custom home content, which is why it's good to double down with, you know, these kinds of ads um, Mm -hmm. to filter people out. People who are looking to remodel, aren't going to click on an ad that says planning a custom home, get our custom home cost guide. Um, And that's a good thing. That uh, pre-qualifies gets us some better leads from these.
1: Yeah. And I think another area, when you are going through like your Facebook ads and actually creating them There's options to create multiple variants of it. And then it's basically given as much data as possible to Facebook to let them run around and play with and test different headlines out. And what I like to do personally is create as many as possible, but just because it gives Facebook more options to play with. Whereas if you only give them one option to play with, and it's not a very good, say a headline or a description, it's going to be tough for them to test out different ones. And if it just doesn't convert it's not as good. So that's why I like to give them as many as possible. And it's a little bit tough to actually see. I don't think you're able to see the actual specific results from each headline or each description, but I just think it's better to have more than less.
0: Yeah, makes sense. How do you feel about, so you when you create a Facebook ad, you can choose the objective. For this one, mm-hmm. you cho- chose leads, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. You can also choose sales, engagement, app promotion, traffic, awareness. Those are other options that you can choose when setting up your Facebook ad. Um, did you did you only choose leads for this one? Did you have an alternate? And 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 why is that? You, like you were saying, it's better to have um, multiple variations, but maybe not for the campaign ob- objective.
1: Do yeah, you know what I'm talking so, about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So for this specific campaign, we only had the leads and that's because our main primary goal for it is to generate leads. Whereas if we had other campaigns, maybe we just want to increase brand awareness, then we would go through and run some reach or impression type of campaigns or awareness campaigns. Because what that's going to end up doing, Facebook's going to put you in front of the people that is going to deliver the results to that specific campaign goal. So if you have a campaign goal of leads, Facebook's going to spend a little bit more so your reach or impressions is not going to look as good just because they're spending more to try and get that lead whereas if if your campaign goal is awareness or reach or impressions, it, the cost is going to be a lot lower because it's not as high intent of a user. So they're going to just put it in front of anyone. Whereas whenever Facebook, whenever you have it as leads, and never, whenever they see someone come through the door and it's like, oh, this person converted into a lead, that gives information to Facebook and that says, oh, this is the type of person that we want to put this in front of. So then it's a lot more targeted because Facebook's out al- al- Facebook's algorithm is really intuitive and it's able to look through and see who, who downloaded the guide. And it's like, okay, we need to find more people like this. Whereas if it's just reached, they'll put it in literally in front of anyone. So it could be an 18-year-old that lives in an apartment and works at McDonald's that it's going to go in front of if you have, say, an awareness campaign. I know that was very specific, but I tried to get – for this specific client, this client, that's not their ideal customer. So I was trying to get away from their ideal customer. And (laughs) so that's basically what it would do, whereas – if if it was something else where this person lives in this specific neighborhood, Facebook has all this information or a lot of this information, it's like this person makes X amount of dollars or they're this affluent, they live in this neighborhood, the Facebook's going to try to find more of these people because they're actually converting and clicking turning into leads. So that's basically the point of choosing the proper campaign and understanding what your goal is for that Facebook campaign.
2: Hey, Tyler. So hey, I know you like to add as much value... As much value as possible. Uh, And I really appreciate that about you. So you're talking about from the, just picking the right campaign level. And then the next step down for people who are a little bit less familiar with building a Facebook lead ad from just from scratch. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you think through building out that campaign ad set and maybe give our listeners some some of your top tips around that?
1: Yeah, sure. So... When I'm going through the ad set, what we currently do is send them to the website because we've already built these website pages out and we have these specific landing pages that we've run A-B tests on to try and optimize for conversion rate and making sure that whenever someone lands on this page, we're trying to get the highest conversion rate possible. And I know that Facebook has other options where you can have instant forms where you can just have the form straight through Facebook and honestly i've never really tried that out i've heard good things about it but it would be interesting to try out but what we like to do the conversion location is on the website so you got to make sure that it's tracking properly and there's a setup that you have to do or just make sure that it's tracking properly you can either track the page load so if they fill out that form and it brings them to a thank you page that thank you page you can have it on page load so that that's able to give the data to Facebook where it says this person converted, that's a lead. Or you could have the other way of if this person clicks the submit button, the only issue with that one is if someone clicks it but they don't fill it out, Facebook's going to still track it as a lead because that's what they're currently tracking. So the first one we like to do is website. So you got to make sure that you're tracking, your conversion tracking set up properly. And then when you go through, set up your daily budget. So whatever you have for... The daily budget splitting it up if you have multiple campaigns making sure that you're on your appropriate budget and then what i like to do for the audience i like to keep it a little bit broad i've tried it both scenarios where you specifically target it down it's like i want this person this this and this and sometimes it doesn't perform as well whereas if you keep it broad it gives a lot more freedom for Facebook to be able to go through and test out different target audiences and different... like You might not realize that the person over here is actually a really good lead that you might leave out on the demographics or the detailed targeting. So that's one area that I do like to do. What you can also do is create from saved audiences or you could also create lookalike audiences. And that would be a lot more bottom-of-the-funnel People say like if you already have someone that's converted on your website, you could upload an a email list to Facebook and then Facebook would be able to either take this audience and create lookalike audiences and then you could change like 1%, 2%, 3% the variance from this audience on how different they are from it. So that's getting a little bit detailed there, but we currently had never done that. What, what I just like to do is go broad just because it gives Facebook as much freedom as possible and then they're able to just go through and choose what exactly they think is going to be the best. And once they start getting more data, that actually helps them out because then they're able to put it in front of more people. And then when I'm creating the ad placements, I don't like to go with added advantage plus just because I'm not a big fan of it. And you you literally get put everywhere. You, you might not even realize the types of spots that you end up getting put in. Whereas if you actually go through and go through and choose the manual placements, I don't like to have audience network there. I don't like to have in-stream ads or for videos and reels there. I don't like to have search results and I don't like to have apps and sites. That's just because it's on completely different platforms. And I feel like the conversions there might not be as high. I like to keep it where a lot of people are spending the most of Their attention which is basically in either the discover feed on reels through their feed so it's just making sure that you're showing up in the best places possible and that's what i like to do for mine narrow your focus for scientific reasons let's say
0: also messages like uh like inline messaging or, or rather like showing up directly in Facebook messages or even text. Uh-huh. For example, we, we have the, um, I know you can't do text with Facebook ads, but those have more visibility. People also also hate you for it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that. Maybe in the future we'll get to the point where that's the norm, but not yet. Trust Tyler's opinion on that. <laughs> Maybe let's talk about results. Shall we? Sure. We went through the practical applications. We talked about how to make the ad. What came of it in this case?
1: Yeah, so it wasn't a full quarter worth, which is really, really awesome to see just because of how great it was. And I don't want to take complete credit for it. I think it also comes down to them being in a highly populated area and there's just a lot of people there. So I think that's... a complimenting factor as to why they received such great results. But in the quarter, they received 233 leads through this Facebook ad. So that was between the custom home cost guide and the whole home renovation cost guide, where they're coming through, they're going on the, the website and they're converting there. And not just that, what I was really impressed with, and it kind of sucks because they were like my first client that I started running Facebook ads with. And apparently they're in they're able to receive some of the best numbers I've ever seen and then, when I started talking about Facebook ads to other clients, I'm like, "Oh, I can definitely get that down for you and then i and then I was like, "Oh shit, but I still do help improve it a little bit, but it's like, okay, now I'm realizing a little bit more it might just be a little bit of the area, but at the same time, I think they do have really good pictures, which helps a ton to be able to portray the type of work that you're able to do so with the 233 leads in that one quarter we were able to generate them at three dollars and 12 cents per lead which honestly is like really good that's the best i've ever seen out of any of my clients so i'm really happy with those results and like i was saying earlier if i were to run say a different campaign for awareness I would have a lot more impressions just because it's a lot cheaper to be able to get in front of people. I only got 67,000 impressions, which I mean is a pretty good amount. But if if at the same time, if I was running, say, an awareness campaign, that could probably be like 500,000, if not more than that, just because it's a lot cheaper to get in front of people. So it's not really about the impressions or the cost per click or the clicks. What we mainly want to focus on with a specific campaign is the leads and the cost per lead, because that's all we care about for this. We don't care Mm -hmm. about the website clicks. We don't care about the amount of impressions that we're getting or the reach that we're getting. All that really matters is the cost per lead. So those are just some of the results that we were able to see. And honestly, I'm pretty pretty happy with those results, I guess.
0: I have a really important clarification here. Okay. Whenever you mention dollar amounts, are we talking about Canadian dollars or American (laughs) dollars? Have.
1: Monopoly money, <laughs> gibberish. I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, yeah, it's Canadian dollars, so I don't, I don't know if it's any different. But yeah, this is in Canadian funds. I think the conversion is some like ten
0: Canadian dollars is one American dollar, right? <laughs> Something like that.
1: Not that that far off, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
2: Actually, it would be At embarrassing. The time of if- this recording, it's seventy six cents to the dollar. Just so you oh. know.
0: Wait, that, that means that theirs is worth more, right? No.
1: All right, no.
0: Okay, gotcha. I, I'm still going to make fun of them then.
1: Yeah, it's Monopoly. I, when I was in college, they always joked around like Monopoly money. I mean, it kind of looks like it, but,
0: but that's because <laughs> it's so
1: colorful.
0: I I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stop joking now just to say that Canadian money is really cool looking. Yeah. But anyway, good results, whether it's in American dollars or Canadian dollars. Danny, do we have any more questions that we want to drill him with before we let him free?
2: You know, I just want to open it up to Tyler. Tyler, if you were to give anyone who's listening to this podcast episode, they're like, this was very valuable. I want one more piece of value nugget. What would you tell them about Facebook lead ads?
1: Facebook lead ads. So I, I think it's also about testing. In optimizing your campaigns, because at the same time, you might not have very good imagery or might not perform well with the specific audience that you're in front of. So, you can create multiple different creatives if you want. So, you can have what you can do, you can go into it and then you can quickly duplicate it. So, you can create your one and then you can quickly duplicate it and then you can just change out the image. So, I've done that in the past to try and test it out, test out different creatives to make sure that i um, optimizing it as much as possible because there might be what's the word where you're just I don't want to say it at the same time too because it might not actually be a thing just because the amount of people that it does get shown in front of but I think it's like ad tiredness or like you're showing up in front of someone too many Mm. times but at the same Mm -hmm. time you might think it's I heard this example where this marketing director was talking with I think it was like Disney or something And then he's like, when are we going to change that? And he's like, we haven't even launched it yet. And it's just, you're seeing it so many times, whereas the audience might not be seeing as many times as you might think. So I think it is good to just switch it up because you don't know exactly what's going to be performing well. And then it's just being able to go through and check out, see which one, because you don't, honestly, you don't determine the, the market. The market will determine the results. So it's you might think it might perform well, but at the same time it might not. So it's just trying to figure out what exactly will perform well and just testing it out and seeing what works works well and what doesn't work. And then just continually optimizing it because something might work well that you might not think that works well. And it's like that could be within like the targeting that I gave an example of, where you might think this location would be the best or this demographic might be the best, or you might actually not know about this other demographic or this like other target audience or market.
2: I was supposed to be clapping. Sorry everybody. I accidentally misclicked. <laughs> That's good information.
1: Thank you, Matt.
0: <laughs> well, why don't we wrap it up with yes. <laughs> some talk about the foundation? Because even if you have really good ads, they're not going to convert if your site sucks. And that's why we're here to help with that. Danny, you wanna tell them about the foundation?
2: I sure do with a little help from our friend here, Tyler. So what is one of the most important numbers that we're looking for when we first take on a client's new website, we set a benchmark and we say, you know what, we can double this in the first year.
1: Leads. Essentially website
2: traffic. Yes. Yeah. I was going for a conversion rate, but it Uh-oh. ends up usually being the same thing. If you can double someone's conversion rate, should everything else hold steady, then you're also doubling their lead number. So one of the most important things that a website does for you, dear listener, are remodeling and home building friends. It accepts leads 24/7. When you are not answering the phone, when no one is in your office on nights and mornings and weekends when most people are actually doing all of their research because they are not at work. Your website is hopefully, first of all, what comes up when someone is searching for related services, like what you do for them. And you want it to be so simple to use that when someone lands on that site, they quickly and easily find the information they're looking for, they trust you, they know and like you, and they're willing to fill out a form and give you their information so that you can reach out to them when your office is open and start the conversation around scheduling some kind of design consultation, right? You want to get the ball moving. And so often when we start talking to someone, when they're looking for it, they're just asking what we do and we'll pull up their website and check it out, see what, what they're working with so far. And it is just so common that it's hard to Even find a form sometimes or you know nothing on that website is ranking so the website's not even being found for the form to be filled out so we've gotten we at builder funnel have gotten pretty sick of waiting around for someone else to solve this problem for you you know we really stayed in our lane and only done inbound marketing and about two or so years ago we realized no one else is gonna do this as well as we can do it because we've got the narrow niche, we know exactly what you're looking for and we have the depth of expertise that we have so many experts on our team who know exactly what they're doing and there's just no one else out there who can do it better. So we said, all right, we're gonna invest in figuring out how to build the best website possible that is performance driven. It is based off of all of our best performing strategies and It is designed purely to bring in qualified leads for you. So with that, we are going to be launching our foundation website this fall. So if you are interested to learn more, I encourage you to go to builderfunnel.com, reach out to Spencer, and book a framework call with him so that you can start talking about, do you even need a new website, or do you just need help growing your leads? Uh, We do both of those things and we're the best at it.
1: Mic drop.
0: By the way, this website also includes perfect optimized ads landing pages. So follow Tyler's advice, create the perfect ad, send them to this beautiful website. All right, Matt, I'm going to call it here. You want to cue that outro music? All right, y'all, as always, thanks for listening. Thank you, Tyler, for being on the show. Thanks for having Uh, me. Don't ever cut me (laughs) off like that. (laughs) Thank you, Mal. (laughs) See you on the next one.